0: Hello and welcome back to Sex and Violence, your weekly punk rock movie podcast, Fuck where yeah. we watch things with blood, boobs, punk rock,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, what else? Guns, guns baseball guns. bats. People die. People showing their cocks.
1: Bloody faced men walking down the street with no shirt, saying things like, "I'm a piece of shit."
0: Yes, one of those movies. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am your host, Ryan Snyder. Hi, and with Ryan. Me, as always, is my I'm co-host
1: Gabriel Mara. I'm apparently in an interrupting mood today, too. Yeah, a little bit. Just so like doing some overlap, some high energy cat. overlap. Get
0: yep. out of here, Pazooza the movie cat is. The movie cat. Yeah, I know, I need to get her out of here. Sorry, <laughs> there we go. Back Hi, to the show.
1: It's me, Gabriel. How is everyone today?
0: Everyone, I think, is doing great. Mm-hmm. Little nice dreary day, kind yeah. of nice little Monday, mm-hmm. even we got, though it's we got coming a, out on
1: Thursday. A a rainy Monday, kind of a quiet, downcast day. Yeah. It's good. a good day to watch a movie about growing up in New York and the darkness of your lives and past.
0: Coincidentally, that's what we did. Yeah. What did we watch this week?
1: We watched A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints, written and directed by Dito Montiel, based on his memoir of the same name.
0: Yes, great thing. Um, so Dito Montiel was uh, signed at the time to, I believe, uh, one of the biggest like recording contracts.
1: Okay, I, I you... know nothing about this man. Yeah, I, I
0: know a little bit about him. Uh, I forget the name of his band, but um, like a million dollar contract. And was it The Rolling
1: the... Stones? It
0: was not The Rolling Stones. Damn it. The album came out and, spoiler alert, did not do very well
1: oh no so
0: i'm not sure what he did from like 80s to 90s but apparently he got into directing and writing so that's where he brought us this sure so it's uh pretty much told in two parts kind of interspliced yep you get like the opening of him reading his book at like Mm -hmm. a signing or something and then he gets a call from his mother to come home to Played by diane wiest is that what
1: that is yeah i'm happy you know the names of all these little bit players Uh uh-huh Diane Wiest is not a bit player, sir. Oh, she's not. No, she's a, what's her called? She's a venerated actor. Really? Yeah, she's in a lot. She's in ton, tons of shit. I'm an asshole. I'm sure you've seen her in a million things. Um, go ahead, I will start listing things that Diane Wiest has been in.
0: Okay, uh, I'll continue. Yes. Um, so the breakdown of it: gets the call from his mom, "Hey, you need to come home after not being in New York for 20 years. Take your dad to the hospital." So that's what he does. Gets on a plane, and then we're interspliced with. Kind of the, the weeks before he ends up leaving mm-hmm. to go to California, and it's a whole bunch of just insanity. Nineteen eighty six, we say Astoria, New York.
1: Yep, in Queens. And Queens. Um, she was in The Lost Boys. She was in Footloose. She was in Parenthood. Edwards. She's um Edward Scissorhands. She's the uh, the mom. Oh. Yeah. Shit. You're yeah. right. Um, what else? She's in the Birdcage. Practical Magic. I know you're a big fan of that movie.
0: I'm actually a big fan of Birdcage.
1: That's a fucking great movie. I think it's hilarious. Um, She's in Synecdoche, New York. A movie that I love. Most people do not for very good reason. But yeah, Diane Wiest. So this is your first time watching this. (laughs) What did you think? I really, really liked this movie. Um, I might even love it. I think I need a second chance to see it, though. Yeah. But I definitely want to see it again. Uh, I was telling you earlier... So I've known this movie existed for a long while. I definitely went, like, ran across it in my blockbuster days when I was working there. And I never wanted to see it because number one reason was the title. I still think it's a terrible title. I don't know what it means. Like, like yeah. Near the end of the movie, I'm just like, when he's, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is reconnecting with all the people, I'm like, oh, I get it. The saints in your personal life. The people who inspire you to be better. I guess?
0: Uh, yeah, but his friends are mostly... Shit garbage yeah.
1: yeah you know they're, they're compassionate garbage i suppose yeah um, no,
0: they're not like i'd say majority of them aren't like outwardly like malicious there's like you know
1: yeah they're all human yeah, yeah.
0: very except human except for characters. giuseppe
1: actually giuseppe is very human yeah yeah what a, what a what a character but uh i i never liked the title and double compounding that i never liked the cover like the dvd cover always looked like I don't know, some awkward churchy gangster shit. Never judge like, a movie by its cover. Never, never by its cover. It's a terrible title. Look like, at Ricky Yo, Terrible cover. Yeah. But you know, like you see on the, on the DVD box, it's like like Robert Downey Jr. like looking away and kind of smiling somberly off the distance and Rosario Dawson and just kind of doing her Rosario Dawson thing. Yeah. And Chaz Palminteri looking like a gangster thug. And I'm like, uh, but this is some kind of boondock saint shit. You know, maybe that's why I never want to watch it. I was associating it in my mind with Boondock Saints.
0: I could see how you could make that connection, like yeah. based on like mm-hmm. covers.
1: Yeah, it, just looked like, it looked like city an,
0: landscape.
1: Yeah, it looked like an ungainly, boring, like stupid New York crime drama, and we have enough of those. Like we don't need another Mean Streets. However finally sat down, like, I was even kind of resistant to seeing it today, and you're like, guided recognizing your saints, and I'm like, oh, that, that fucking thing? Uh, yeah. I've never wanted to watch it. I had a girlfriend who loved it, and I was like, sure, whatever, that gangster film. I was totally wrong.
0: I was actually really happy, like, I was kind of, like I said, I was kind of getting, like, El Super Bisto vibes mm-hmm. off you,
1: which no, is because, No, my, like... my, silence was absorption. Okay. I was really, really into this. I story. didn't see a
0: phone out, so that's what, yeah, no. that, that gave me...
1: I know, wanted the, the I wanted the Wikipedia the movie while we were watching it, but I didn't want to miss anything. Okay. So I was definitely into it, T to B. I see. It, well, I actually
0: found this movie around the same time that I found Bisto. Uh huh. Which is weird, cause that's like, an
1: interesting contrast.
0: Yeah, it's really weird. When I was living in my um, my squalid hellhole apartment, mm-hmm. one of my roommates found that it on Netflix, park, and we just like watched it all the time. It was like mm-hmm. that and Shutter Island were like the big movies for us for like a couple months. Wow. Yeah. Weird people,
1: yeah. Your, your, your rotating films were El Barbisto, Shutter Island, and this,
0: yeah, for huh. a solid couple months.
1: That's, um, you know, that's kind of like me and Daniel. Um, our rotating film thing was always Predator and uh Easter Promises, and then something random like City of God.
0: It's always good to have a three yeah. rotator pick for a mm-hmm. couple months.
1: Whenever you can't decide what to watch, we're just like, oh, let's watch Easter Promises again,
0: yeah, it's great. Uh, but yeah, I found this and like I completely fell in love with it the first mm-hmm. time I saw it.
1: Well, what what draws you to this movie, Ryan? That like, I know you're you had your your bad boy past. So what 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 pulls you into this movie?
0: Uh, I just I I really enjoy the dynamic between all the characters, and I have such a predilection towards the interspaced past and like present day kind of mm-hmm. thing.
1: The framing and, device.
0: Yeah, I get, yeah, that's what it's called. You're smarter than I.
1: Yep. Um, I just I just read more film books. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, I'm really attracted to that. I really like all the performances from everybody in it, too, because it's before everyone like really popped. Mm-hmm. So you have like Robert Downey Jr. doing, like he's very subdued through most of it, and then he has the one outburst scene towards the end where you're yeah. kind of like, whoa, okay, oh, he's man. back.
1: He's on fire. He's
0: not doing drugs anymore. He can actually, yeah. <laughs>
1: um,
0: so yeah, Shia LaBeouf, Channing Tatum, uh, they're both great. Like Normally I find Shia LaBeouf to be like kind of smarmy.
1: Yeah, I, I also don't like Shia LaBeouf. I think offhand, I don't care for him. Yeah. He's just kind of like, I don't know, sleazy and also like smug at the same time.
0: Yeah. But in this, he's just like, you know, normal everyday like 80s New York kid.
1: Yeah, no, he, he's very convincing in this. It was just during his like Even Stevens days.
0: I think it was like right before Transformers. Mm. So before he got like that big fame kind of thing, like big, big fame. Yeah. But uh, I always like a movie that portrays New York not in a uh, Manhattan aspect, because yeah. that always annoys me with like movies from like this time period and mm-hmm. forward, where all they do is it's like, 13 going on 30, she's a fashion designer in Manhattan. If
1: you can cut in Tyler Swift's Welcome to New York into it, Ryan doesn't want to see it.
0: No, I, I like to see like a down and dirty city.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And don't show me like all the brightness, show me the grittiness of things, and this is... Super gritty.
1: Yeah, um, I like. I think visually, this movie's beautiful. It's clearly, you know, it's so rare these days, especially now when everything's digital. This is a movie clearly made on beautiful film with a lot of care. It's 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 very very visually engaging. It it captures the feeling so well, of like New York summer and everything. It feels alive and day to day and warm and gritty.
0: Yeah, it it's uh, it like reminds you of like your almost your youth and what your group of people like this yeah. were like, you know. Hanging out late at night, you know, smoking a uh, J with your buddy yep. and talking about life and how we're gonna get out of this town and go to uh, mm-hmm. California.
1: I don't was know if that's just my read. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm not gonna reveal that. Yeah, it was me.
1: Uh huh. Well, you were Mike? Um. Which one were you, Ryan, of these characters?
0: Ooh, ooh. I'm not, I don't think I was any one of these characters. I think probably just a conglomeration of mm-hmm. everybody. Which one were you, Gabriel? I was Nerf. Yeah,
1: obviously I was a nerf.
0: Writing Bruce Lee on the
1: yeah, side of the you know building. I walk up to girls and I'm like, yo, uh, which uh, which which one of you is gonna, gonna get sucked sack my cock?
0: Yeah, that's he's how a, I
1: greet every woman.
0: He's a like ridiculously funny character in both parts that mm-hmm. he's a, the uh, the older version too. Yeah, like he's such a scumbag. I think what was he was he doing drugs or was he just putting like booze in his drink where he's like, you want some of this?
1: I don't know, I think he was doing drugs of some sort. Yeah. I think that definitely that's why that was RDJ was like, ooh. Yeah. And was he putting, like, PCP in something? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I didn't see him, like, actually actively, like, smoking something, but it, there mm-hmm. was something going on with the hands and the yeah. drink, and not quite sure.
1: Yeah. No. Um, this movie started selling me, like, um, it was, like, the character of Nerf, like, not even joke, because he's kind of, like, this obnoxious character. Um, It kind of sold me on that, because I think mo- a lot of movies, they have this urge to try and fulfill the cliché, and a movie, instead of I, I, something I always look forward to, like Brooklyn, was one of my favorite movies in the last ten years because it's a movie. It's another New York thing. Hey, it's a movie where characters don't build come drama for each other for no reason. Sometimes people are just the way they are. They do their actions. People aren't one note. People have whole intricate lives to themselves. And even if like a terrible person like Giuseppe, when like his his like really bleak moments, it just comes to. Like you think he's obnoxious and horrible, but he's more complicated than that. And you know, when he, spoiler, when he fucking dies, yeah, it's very very affecting.
0: You see all the pain, like uh, mm-hmm. like that he's been caused by his brother. I think in that yeah. scene.
1: I mean, like when I watch movies, I try to predict what's gonna happen next based on storytelling uh, structure. Mm-hmm. And when a movie surprises me by not taking the obvious path, I'm in. Okay. That's what we did a very The good obvious job. I mean, the the surface path surface was killing story. him with a train. No, I, mean, I was referring more to, to Nerf, but I mean, okay. like, like you have, you know, like it's that terrible trope. You have the the wise-ass, loud mouth, short guy who's just vulgar things, mm-hmm. and you know how that story goes, blah, 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 maybe something bad happens to him. Instead, he's just a person, yeah. and that's fucking cool. Good he's job, Dito. Kind of,
0: he's kind of more like a lackey, mm-hmm. I think, you just following an Antonio around.
1: Yeah. But he's, he's more than that. You get that moment when, like, when the two of them, when, uh... Shia Buff, Ruffalo, Buff, and Channing Tatum are fighting, and it's like, "Come on, Nerf, we're going!" And you know, like that Nerf just wants to be a good friend to both, but he yeah. can't be at that moment. It's an actual, real moment with this kind of annoying character.
0: Yeah, and it's funny to see how, uh, like, in that like that scene. Right after that happens, there's the, uh, the reaper comes for mm-hmm. his, you know, repercussions for beating the shit out of his, like, six-year-old little brother. Yes. They throw a garbage can at him.
1: Is that what he did they just kicked the trash can?
0: Uh, it's, it looks pretty hard.
1: Hmm. I don't
0: know, do that to a six-year-old, see if they cry.
1: Like, kick a trash can next to him?
0: Like, like at them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, that was the impl- imp, uh, implication that I got from that scene, is that they, like, you know,
1: <sighs> kicked him into a trash can?
0: Yeah, kick the trash can at him.
1: Oh, that's what he did. Because Nerf was like, What are you doing? Yeah, I thought he was just kicking
0: a trash can. Nah, I'm pretty sure. Because, like, if you just kick a trash can and he was like, Oh, uh.
2: You're making noise! Brother,
0: uh, they kicked a trash can next to me and it Mm -hmm. it made me scared. That (coughs) wouldn't be worthy of the baseball bat beating that that Buffalo Buffalo is receiving. Which then you get the turn of character from Channing Tatum's Antonio who just comes running back after, like, Yeah, fuck you, man, fuck you. And then he yeah. sees his friend hurt, and he's like, oh, shit, all He's right.
1: really good in this. Yeah. He's like, ext- he's like ext- Jenny ext- Tatum's very, very good in this movie.
0: Yeah, a very complicated character that he plays pretty well. Mm-hmm. Just violent, kind of like, you think he's just this violent, like, psychopath, and you yeah. see it's more but of a... But he's very loyal. He's very loyal, and he's a victim of circumstance, mm-hmm. essentially, because he's just getting the shit kicked out of him by his father, so he, he's got to be, as tough as his dad is to him, he's got to do that to the world.
1: Yeah. He has to be ready and against it.
0: Yeah. So he's just this hyper masculine, violent mm-hmm. character.
1: He's kind of like he's your friend who is kind of a dick to everyone for no reason. Yeah. But you know he's like your your dude. Yeah. He has your back in any situation, and if you got to know him, he you know clearly he would be a friend. Mm-hmm. But he's also kind of an asshole.
0: Yeah. Hard exterior to hide the.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know the scared little boy center.
1: Yeah. I I, I I I high praise to you. I should have seen this movie a long time ago. I would have loved it. Like, when I was younger, even. That it wasn't it was it wasn't ex's favorite, and I just never wanted to see it. And now I see exactly why. My ex was basically... She was kind of like the Lori. Okay. She grew up in Queens, in New York, like, with the grodier days. I mean, it was still, like, 2000, so it wasn't that bad.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: I lived in New York, everyone.
0: I could see this, like I said, yeah, I could see this, like, almost... I know you, didn't, you weren't there in your teenage years, but your 20s, yeah. like, I could see being almost like this.
1: Mm-hmm. I it makes you think of like your old New York days or old haunts, sitting on the train, mm-hmm. the nights you were like shit house, they were just like doing nothing if you're people. Yeah, like I, I I miss New York a lot sometimes, and this movie really it brought that feeling in me.
0: I, I, it makes me think about like how how you'd be like growing up in a different city, because like mm-hmm. I grew up in like fucking country doing jack <laughs> shit, but like growing up in New York, that must that that's got to be pretty cool.
1: Yeah, I, w- I often wonder like if my parents hadn't moved here to Pennsylvania when I was in like nineteen ninety five when I was what eight, I wonder who I would have been in New York growing mm-hmm. up there. Probably cooler. Yeah. I don't know. I probably wouldn't have the love for country music I have now. Yeah. I mean that wasn't that wasn't like the people here though. I don't know. A lot a lot of, a lot more rap fans around here.
0: Yeah, there there are, which is odd to me.
1: And perhaps perhaps it's a need to front.
0: Probably. Like, the high school I went to, everyone was always listening to, like, either rap or country.
1: Yeah. I remember when I was in weird. high school, it was all, like, like Flo Rida songs and everything. Uh, and Pitbull. Uh, and I'm like, ew. I like the Ramones.
0: Every year there was a new dance from some shithead
1: rapper. Whatever the fucking
0: <laughs> new dance is this year.
1: Yeah, was it, like, Supermaning Hose? hoes?
0: Yeah, so is so that we, a thing back so, then? Yeah. I forget what that song was called.
1: It was called Super uh, Soldier Boy?
0: Yeah, that's it. Yep. And then, like, I remember the YouTube videos where, like, I'm gonna teach you how to do this dance, and he's just like throwing his yeah. arms this way. I learned like, how to dougie.
1: Like,
0: I don't even know what a dougie is.
1: Oh, um, I'll take an Instagram film video of us doing the like the dougie later for the Sex and Miles Pot. spot. Okay,
0: Weird. I yeah, I'm not gonna be able to do mm-hmm. that
1: well. So yeah, Right. I think what else about this movie? Like, I don't I know. We I need to watch something know.
0: that we hate so we have more <laughs> to like, dish on. Because like, yeah. just the past couple movies we've like really liked.
1: Yeah, we've all been enjoying them. Maybe I'll pick something really, like, deliberately, like, goofy and goony for next week.
0: Yeah. Mmm. Mm. How about Eric Roberts in this movie for 30 seconds?
1: <laughs> he disappears? He, yeah. Uh, has some wonderful
0: moments. I think, like, the bigger-name people in this movie don't really have enough time. Yeah. Which well, is, like, Rosario Dawson's, like, character at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, she becomes such a bitch. Uh-huh. Like, it, it, her character before is kind of like this, um... She she's one of the girls part of the gang. Yeah. And she does give shit out to people, but, like, she's not nearly at this level. Like, you haven't seen this dude in 20 years and, like, the way you're, like, coming at him. She's got a valid point. Yeah. But I, di- I didn't I did see it as, like, something her character would do, I guess.
1: Well, she always had that. Or the... maybe
0: she had that, that 20 years to constantly yeah. think about it and see her group of friends kind of, like, degrade mm-hmm. over the years. And like, also,
1: she sees... Uh, apparently, she sees Flory often enough that she heard about it.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean... Well, I guess I shouldn't ask this. but what? Do you know how far away those areas would be from where they are? Are they in the same neighborhood? Astoria? Are they, is that all Astoria? Like even where yeah. her window is?
1: I'm pretty sure. Okay,
0: so it's the, they're within... Yeah,
1: they're all know, in the same neighborhood. Probably yeah. they're all within like walking distance of each other. You know, okay. Like, within I know. the same... Like, Astoria's a pretty big neighborhood. Yeah? Definitely a long, long... Yeah. I used to walk up and down that with a sad ex-girlfriend. I see. Yeah, you know, this this movie brought back a lot of old feelings for me. Yeah. It definitely like incited... Like, another compliment to it it makes me want to like write okay yeah it, it just brings out the this is a very passionate well-made movie about it mm-hmm. and i uh, so you're saying with the rosario dawson thing where she gets really angry at him i'm like oh, is that is that a thing are we supposed to take care of our parents is, is that how that works
0: I, yeah I, I think so oh, i like took care of you
1: that's true growing
0: up yeah i like take care of them and their you know
1: but I don't want I don't want my kids to do that for me I want to throw myself in a volcano
0: no we'll tell them that
1: yeah like kids in your will
0: like if daddy gets you know sick or old he's going to jump into a volcano Mm
1: -hmm. I feel like that's gonna be an awkward conversation it's like children don't worry about the future papa's gonna kill himself
0: yeah that's that's a I think that'll traumatize a child yeah yeah that definitely will yeah, 100%. so I have
1: to stop making suicide jokes when like I have kids.
0: Yeah, I I would say yes.
1: Ryan. Yeah,
0: I'm sorry. It's, it's so ha- part ha- of do you want to have normal like well-adjusted children. or do you uh, wanna they're have, not like, gonna anyway. Weird kids who like kill like kittens in the backyard because that's... that's how you make kids that kill kittens.
1: By telling <laughs> that's probably a good point. No, I'm gonna pass on depression, and my like my brother's gonna have another goon. Okay. Yep.
0: So you're gonna have the uh, the little boy with the the well. Like yeah. That video.
1: Yep. I'm going to have another, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have a mini me. This is what's going to happen. Cool. Hopefully I'll have a, a like, you know, a, like a, a, a daughter. I prefer a daughter. I don't want a son. Yeah. I don't know what i do with a son. My dad didn't know what to do with sons. Really? Yeah. My dad wanted daughters. Really? Yeah.
0: That's interesting.
1: Us, us Mara men, we're very, we're sensitive. We like poetry. Well, my dad does. I don't like poetry. I don't get it.
0: What kind of poetry does he like?
1: I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, I don't know.
0: He just likes things that
1: rhyme. Yeah. No, I, I honestly, if there's one thing in the movie that I wasn't really, I didn't really like that much, it was the, the parent stuff, because for me, that's that's such a non-story in my mind. Mm-hmm. For me, the story I cared the most about was Antonio, and the wanting to escape, and the roughness yeah. of the streets, and I, I felt, I, I didn't really understand why Shia Buff was lashing out so hard at Chaz Palminteri all the time. I didn't really, yeah, I I think, didn't really I, get it. I think
0: it's just like you never listen to me and he's more concerned with Antonio. Oh, is that it? I, think I feel that, like I that's needed that spelled I get out more.
1: It. I, I don't know. I don't think it is, that's... It's a little muddled. Because like, at some point, like, about Love from Buff just starts like lashing out at his dad for being too caring a dad? I, I... For being too much a buddy? and not... He's like, like, you're never my father! And I'm like, wait,
0: what? I guess he does try and be like, yeah, he doesn't listen to him because yeah. there's so, so many times where he's trying to tell him something. He's like, "No, no, never mind. It's gonna be alright." Antonio's gonna take care of it. And he's like, "No, yeah. Dad, I, I want to go to California for a month."
1: Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't respond well to angsty teen stories against mm-hmm. parents because I don't. I was not that. There's person. only a little bit of
0: that though. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the well, whole. You know, it, it is the if, motivating factor for him to come home. Yeah,
1: but, if it was the whole movie, I probably wouldn't have been that into it. But yeah. it's it's bookended if his parents and Antonio. I was definitely much more invested in Antonio's story. So was I. Like I, I, don't know. I don't. I, I, I think it's my upbringing. My as family, we don't talk. We don't share anything. Yeah. So the very idea of like, I don't know, like having any kind of conversation, me like my dad doesn't listen to me. I'm like, so that's not a problem. I don't, I don't. Maybe maybe it is a problem. I don't know. I just always did whatever I wanted, which probably makes me a terrible son. Probably. So maybe I didn't really care for that part because I'm a bad son.
0: There you go. Mm-hmm. Glad we're doing Nailed it. Family therapy here yes. on sex and violence.
1: It's like, like like your your wife's like rubbing off on you.
0: Oh shit. <laughs> she did rock a couple Spider Man references the other day, so awesome. it works both. Hey, ways. It's,
1: it's, yeah, I guess you're sharing.
0: Yeah, she Michelle went to, Monahan, your wife. She went to a party and like somebody was like trying to like ice her out with like Marvel stuff and she was like, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. This is how it is. And I was so
1: proud of her. That's rad. Oh Michelle, my wife.
0: <laughs> Lovely.
1: You should like Put a whole ode to her in one of these episodes. I will.
0: I will. One day we'll watch something. I'll let her be like, hey, why don't you pick a movie for yeah. me? She should guest on our show. She refuses to. Why? I think she's self-conscious. Your wife's a good talker. I, I she's think a funny she's lady. Too. She's very smart. I just don't think she thinks she would be good on it because she doesn't like, she doesn't watch movies with the same eye that you and I do. Well,
1: that that would make it fun. I think yeah, the most think important so thing is rapport.
0: True. She also like hates when I shit all over the movies she likes. Mm-hmm.
1: You should pick, like, the most violent movie she likes. Which would be what?
0: hmm, Most violent movie that she likes.
1: Or most sex-obsessed.
0: I would have to look into that. She does, like, occasionally like a a strongly violent movie that Mm -hmm. I enjoy. So, I don't know. (laughs) I can name a couple, but I don't know what her favorite would be. Mad Max, one of them. She likes 300.
1: She likes 300? Yeah.
0: She likes some weird dude movies, but... Just one mm. more thing I could put on, I guess.
1: Apparently, 300 has become calling like this rallying movie for like the alt right.
0: Really? Oh, yeah. do you remember the, the Trump thing on his face? The what thing? There's a. They use, um. 300, and they put, like, Trump on. Trump's face on, uh, King Leonidas, and they have him spouting off, like, quotes that. I'll show it to you.
1: I'm making a face. Yeah,
0: it's, it's pretty awful, but to the people who enjoy that side of the coin, they probably love it. Mm. So. I don't. I don't like mixing politics and pop culture. It's no. just icky to me.
1: Well, you, li- but you like political rock.
0: Yeah, I like political rock. But like my movies, like oh, I see being used as like even for like a, like any candidate, any side. I just don't touch my movies. You fucks.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: These are holy and pure, and none yeah. of you are.
1: Hey, and it, like, every side of the argument always makes their own memes, and they're always, I hate seeing, like, like racist memes that like, bum me out. It's like, you're not funny, you shits.
0: And it's, all, like, we were talking about uh, a couple episodes ago, like, the, the red pill and blue pill thing. Like, fuck off. It's yeah. the Matrix, you fucks.
1: Shove that pill up your ass. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you're the red pill, so it means you're a Fucking, fuck ugh, me. gross. Ryan, what's your favorite anti-Nazi movie?
0: Favorite anti-Nazi movie? You know, mm-hmm. it... it comes to mind first, and it's always *Inglorious Bastards, I guess. Oh.
1: I was gonna say Green Room.
0: Ooh, that is pretty anti-Nazi.
1: But it is also weirdly compassionate about people.
0: Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. I like the Nazis being treated like they treat people. Yeah. Because I like to sink to other people's level.
1: Yeah, no, dude, I'm all about it. Yeah. High road, fuck that.
0: Yeah, fuck that shit.
1: There's more room for us on the low road.
0: Exactly. I always say, don't sink to their level, go below it. Yeah. So you can show them what a douchebag you are. Mm-hmm. I sound like a real asshole now, don't I? No, I'm that's all about awesome. it. I'm right, a green fan. Um, favorite character from this?
1: For me? Yeah. I mean, I have to go, Antonio. I mean, yeah. I really do. I don't. I like. I guess thinking critically about it, I. I i love the whole antonio story mm-hmm. i think that was a little bit i mean he was adapting his own books of his own memories mm-hmm. i think it was a little overcrowded just a bit yeah and i think that you know having it, guess it's based on a true story so maybe it wasn't necessary but having the antonio prison thing and having mike get killed mm-hmm. and having the parents thing all climaxing together I don't know. i felt that it never it never hit like a fever pitch moment for me where clearly that like Dito has to go now. He can't stay in his hellhole yeah. anymore. It never... Like, he did too good a job of making it feel like home. Mm-hmm. I just like being around these characters. Yeah. And when he leaves, I'm like, I guess he had to go, I mean.
0: Yeah, after yeah. one... He had that one bad night where he lost, arguably, his two best friends.
1: Yeah, I guess that would make people leave.
0: It's, yeah, I mean, they're uh, Mike and Antonio are, like, two completely different people, so you can yeah. kind of see what kind of person Dito is. Mm-hmm. So to lose both of them in one night, maybe that's just, like, I've lost both of my moral centers
1: yeah the things like keeping him stapled to the ground yeah i
0: i actually prefer mike because he was just the one who came in and see and saw how like how crazy everything is
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and how like detail you have to get out of this like you're going to end up in this endless cycle of bullshit if you don't leave and he does leave eventually and he comes back as the successful one out of his group of friends and everyone else is just languishing in their own hell
1: um there's this really good author named richard price he's one of my all-time favorites he uh he wrote the Wanderers which is this really great book it's mm-hmm. about you know like being a young like like gang member in the 80s but it's kind of weirdly heightened and stylized mm-hmm. but he has this amazing book called Blood Brothers which really reminds me of I think there's a movie out of that too but it reminds you of this kind of story it's another I'm trapped in this New York like in this horrible cycle and it's home but also it's hell that I' uh, I think you'd actually really really get into it probably and it, I think that's that's kind of what I was missing from this thing that like that that Blood Brothers is a book that rips your heart out. It's like just the unfairness of life and how even though it's where you belong and where your roots are, it can still take away everything from you. I don't know. I, I d not really get that feeling too much in this. I was just kind of along for the ride and I enjoyed the nostalgia for my own New York days. Okay, fair enough. And again, I'm just like He's not that bad a dad, Dito. So he's 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 a pretty good dad. Yeah, he's pretty pretty good dude. Yeah, he's
0: protecting you and your boys. Let them hang out for dinner all yeah. the time. Yeah,
1: he's good to Antonio. Yeah, he's a nice guy.
0: Yeah, he wants my handball. And at what forty years old? He's still angsty. Yeah, when he comes home, which Rosario Dawson points out. Mm-hmm. But I noticed, like, earlier in the film, the way he was dressing when he was, like, at the book thing. He's still dressing, like, it, like, a 80s punker. hmm Like, ripped up shorts, and, like, yeah. he's still wearing the boots and, like, this ratty, like, sweater.
1: Pulling out a ciggy.
0: Yeah. He has such interesting ways of smoking. Yeah. love his movies. Go RDJ. Ah, I love him. Final thoughts?
1: Oh, uh, let's see. I was lost in my reverie for a second. Let's see. Um, this is a very, very good movie. Um, I will see it again as soon as I can. I'm probably gonna buy a copy if I see it somewhere on Blu-ray. And uh you know it really it just makes me makes me homesick. This movie evoked a strong emotional reaction in me and it made me uh homesick for my for my old days.
0: Okay. Who would you recommend this movie to?
1: Uh basically anyone. Yeah? I think that nearly I think my parents would get into it. I think Danny would get into it and I think a man on the street they'd really like it. I mean there's there's nothing to dislike about this movie. And it's also greedy enough and real enough and there's a lot of heart to it and I feel like I understand that ex-girlfriend a little bit better. Yeah. That just asshole. a little bit. Yeah. Still there is some asshole. sex in this. There's mm-hmm. a
0: decent amount of violence. Mm hmm. There's a lot of heart, kid.
1: Yeah, no, um, oh, actually, this is a question. So, this was your punk rock pick. Yeah. What's the punk rockiness in this for you?
0: The, the punk rockiness in this for me is, uh, I think just like kind of the. Try to explain it like this. So, Dito did become the, you know, hardcore punk singer. Mm hmm. So, for me it would be interesting to like get the backstory of someone like that and that's what this movie essentially is is his backstory so you wonder like how a punk rock singer or a punk rock someone in a punk rock band like what was your life like if you're claiming to be you know like super grody and punky like did you actually come from you know a very affluent family, or did you come from the mean streets of New York? Or mm-hmm. I like, guess not really mean, mean streets, because you said a story is not that bad.
1: Maybe it was back in the 80s. The I mean, yeah. 80s in mean, New some, York yeah. were, were way rough.
0: Yeah, so, uh, you know, having a rough upbringing, but a generally loving parents and, yeah. you know, supporting cast, but also, having to deal with all the bullshit in his normal everyday life. Mm-hmm. Like getting the shit kicked out of him with a baseball bat. Yep. And his friend murdering someone. Yep. And his other friend getting shot. hmm. So, to give that kind of humanizing aspect of it, you know, take that rock god and pull them down to a personal level and see what another they are as a normal everyday person. So,
1: I like it. Yeah. an explanation. Your Thank final you. thoughts.
0: My final thoughts are, um, uh, again, this movie makes me nostalgic for different reasons, because I mm-hmm. saw it when I was like 20, yes. and it was one of the movies I used to watch with my old circle of friends, and I eventually showed it to Michelle Monaghan. She's actually a fan of this movie, too. That's awesome. Um, so it just, you know, it reminds me of being, you know, young and having my first apartment and mm-hmm. watching shitty movies with my friends and smoking weed and all that shit. But I, everyone I've showed this to has generally enjoyed it. I've showed it to my parents. Shell Monahan enjoys it. Um, a couple of my friends I've shown it to pretty uh, liked it pretty well. So I I'm, I'm I included in ignorance. that list now. Excellent. I was really worried that you weren't going to like it.
1: No, uh, I don't know this this movie. I, again, it was just the title. If yeah. it had been named nearly anything else, I probably would have seen it by now.
0: It's uh, like again, like I don't know how, why it didn't get enough play at the time it came out.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it it's a movie kind of have to
0: dig around to find because mm-hmm. now that everyone blew up, you're going to go to like. The movie that shot everyone into their current stardom yeah. and not dig back yeah, and see Three
1: step up Channing Tatum.
0: Yeah, it's pretty cool, and he's still like, for all you ladies out there, he's shirtless a majority of the film. time.
1: Yeah, And he's he's really he's fucking great in this movie. He's fucking great. in it.
0: Yeah, it really highlights what a great actor he is.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, if if this is the first time anyone's seeing him, he, like you would be forgiven for mistaking that to be who he really is. Yeah, like not like goofy dancer stripper magic Mike Channing Tatum.
0: Yeah, this is not twenty one jump street like no jokey, you know, jock. This mm-hmm. is a kind of a bastard character. Yep.
1: I think that that's my sell for the movie for most people. It'll be that, oh, this is a Channing Tatum's real like like comforted Downey Jr., but stay for the Channing Tatum.
0: Ooh, I like that. It's a good tagline. Yep. I should have written that on the mm-hmm. title. <laughs> Fantastic. So Fantastic. yeah, that was pretty much what we think of it. We love it. Uh go check it out. I don't think it's streaming anywhere currently. Boom. But if you can dig around and find it somewhere, definitely pick it up. Totally worth it. Worth it. So yeah,
1: we'll be back with another segment talking about what we watched and just about life.
0: Yeah, life, philosophy.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Saints you recognize?
0: Should we send it to somebody uh, on the other side waiting for this? Yes.
2: Fuck you, Denny. Fuck you, Denny. Hey everybody, my name is Daniel, and I want to tell you about another Top Gallant Radio show. Do you like movies? Good! I like movies too, but the show isn't about movies. Do you like books? Good, because in Slow Readers, we discuss books. Gabe, do you like... Reading, hate it. I've always hated it. Every episode covers a different book, such as Animal Farm. Um, I was also making ties with another Empire. Uh oh, um, the Sith. Because yep, uh, I basically, it. uh, the Emperor Palpatine was Napoleon. <laughs> Blackwater. Oh my
1: god, this this book is so. Painful. Yeah. I had to put it down repeatedly just to catch my breath.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, I know. That's, I know what that's like and surely our... You were
1: in a car that landed in black
2: water. <laughs> yeah, I dude, I know I fucking killed a woman You one fought? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you, oh, okay. Never mind. Um, Long side. Do you not like reading books? Well, that's also okay because you get to hang out with two pretty cool dudes. Join me, your host Daniel. She's like a pretty intelligent kid, because like her reaction to that is like, "You never read The Giver? You work in a bookstore!" And and I and I was like really close to just snapping and just going like, "Listen, girl, I read a lot <laughs> of other books, okay?" <laughs> and my co-host Gabriel Mara, who co-hosts Sex and Violence. You love that guy, right?
1: On-air challenge, slow readers exclusive. Slow readers exclusive. Can Game fit gun girl
2: possess. ass? <laughs> then you get hours and hours and hours of access to us rambling about various topics, such as politics. Gabe, what do you think about Donald Trump launching missiles? Let's hear it. No. But our one <laughs> run-in with the police. I took a breath to start. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, not <laughs> nope. going that way. We're not a political podcast. Nope. Uh, we're just, we're just milk-chugging right-wingers, though. <laughs> milk-chugging. And books. Into the water. Pledged. Feral to arms. The magicians. Wise blood. Ethan, from. An object of beauty. So go ahead, continue enjoying sex and violence, the hot-ass, top-gallant radio show about movies and punk rock stuff. And then when you're done with that, Go ahead and button your dress shirt up to the neck, to the throat area, and then go ahead and give Slow Readers a spin. Go search iTunes and search up the name Slow Readers. Check us out. Slow Readers comes out every Monday. You can also check us out on Twitter at Top Gallant Radio. Welcome back to Sex and Violence.
1: Wasn't that a great ad, Ryan? It was fantastic. It it might have been a new one. Maybe It's not It's going to be, know, same, it's gonna one. be same, same one every time Same one every time Cool I got to get Dana to do a new one Yeah Also I do need to I want to Oh That totally reminds me uh, I want to try and talk to the young ladies Who work at Spin. You Spin Me Around The record store In uh, the Phillipsburg Mall Okay us. They run an awesome shop And they do YouTube videos um, Talking cool. about their merchandise Cool And they probably know about their music And their grody movies Alright So I'm going to hunt them down And talk to them
0: See what's up. Like,
1: hey, please do my show. Please help us. just <laughs> do a show for us. Promote us. So what did you see this week, Ryan?
0: Um, I'm way backed up on like everything. I mm-hmm. saw one of the most uh, last week's Rick and Morty uh, Pickle Rick,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which I thought was just fucking hilarious. Pickle Rick. Like we talked about with um, one of our bartender friends about how we think it's going to go down as like one of the more like culty mm-hmm. episodes of the series. It is so ridiculous. I, just, yeah. I I like was pissing my pants laughing at it cuz something about a man turned into a pickle mm-hmm. slaughtering a group of like terrorists. Yeah, is or like just charming
1: Europeans. Me.
0: Yeah. and then having Jaguar
1: mm-hmm. like
0: a pickle fighting a, like Danny Trejo. Yeah,
1: hey, like what a great like random three great guests in that episode. Peter Serafinowicz, mm-hmm. Susan Sarandon, and Danny Trejo. Yeah. What a trifecta.
0: It just made something magical for some reason. mm mm-hmm. um, I did not watch the most recent episode. I will be doing that probably today, and I'm, like, two episodes behind on my thrones. I see, I see. I don't know why. I just had so much random, like, adult stuff to do.
1: Yeah, things just pile up. It's kind of why, you know, I watched uh, Arrow and Flash religiously. Yeah. And then for, like, three or four consecutive weeks, I just didn't have time. And then I, it's, that's been like, that was like two years ago. Now I'm like three seasons behind.
0: Yeah. It's good when these shows are a little bit shorter seasons. Yeah. Then. And it takes longer it's for them to so create. Long. So it's yeah. just like, hey, I have two years to catch up mm-hmm. before Game of Thrones starts again.
1: Yeah, sometimes you think, like, these seasons are so fucking long. Like, I've, I've still been working on Iron Fist. I want to finish it in time for Defenders. Mm-hmm. And really, it just, all this corporate stuff is just, is just dragging so hard for me. And I'm like, I don't yeah, I really care, dude. It
0: gets a little bit to get through, but I, like I said, it's... And you said as well, it's not as mm-hmm. bad as everyone's saying. It's nowhere saying. near as bad as I no. was
1: saying. It's, it's 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 fine. Yeah. But I am bummed that I'm like, okay, what's that? I have eight more episodes. Are you fucking kidding me? There's eight more episodes of this. So, but hopefully it gets better and escalation and silver circles and whatnot. Yeah, you, you get
0: some. It's okay. Yeah.
1: Also, part of my problem with that show is that I I think I'm supposed to like Danny Rand more than I do, and like he keeps on walking in situations, and it's just like he just starts talking, and I'm like, yeah. Danny, even I can see that no one knows what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. I feel like you should have approached this a bit more humor, a bit more fun. I think like, if there was any character in The Defenders who should have been, like, your kind of freewheeling motormouth, it should have been Iron Fist. That's yeah. kind of who he is in the comics. I think it would have been good interplay of him and Jessica Jones from mm-hmm. the comics. They like each other enough, but he's kind of like the bad influence on Luke Cage, who was yeah. married to Jessica Jones. But, you know... I, was, I just watched like the fourth or fifth episode and he sits down talking to Ward and it's like we gotta do something about this heroin and even I'm like Danny what the fuck are you talking about? Talk to him like he's stupid why would he know that there's heroin? Ward's right you yeah. know you're you're talking nonsense have some understanding I know you're in a fucking monastery but you, you know you weren't there your whole life
0: Yeah.
1: I'm just finding it like the connective tissue, of the writing isn't there
0: yeah it's not great writing and it's not it doesn't really make Danny to be as likable as he should be. Yeah, he correct. should be
1: like yeah, he should be like fucking plucky duck. He yeah. should be having a good time. And he should be I don't know. I think fish out of water stories are are, are easy as cake. They're they're egg. And they're doing it they're not having enough fun with it. This could have been a lot more fun and it's not.
0: Yeah. It does take itself a little too seriously. Yeah.
1: I'm like, like, this is the ship the lighthearted one. Not
0: nearly as bad as people make it out no. to be. It's 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 perfectly fine. It, yeah. it, it could have been a better show. Yes, it's definitely but... the
1: worst of all the Marvel shows.
0: Yeah. And it sucks that it came as the last one before Defenders because it's mm-hmm. like people like you know, like, God damn it, I had to watch this before The Defenders. Yeah. It's not that great, I mean, but it's not that
1: bad. Yeah. So as I said before, I hit the wall I normally hit around episode eight of these shows. I hit that wall at episode three. And I'm like, oh, I have yeah. to get through all this. It's, it sort of feels a little bit like work. Yeah. But you know, it's, again, not bad at all. Well, okay. it's not that bad. I mean, there's, there's bad stuff to it, but you know.
0: All right. Fair enough. See I anything have to, else? Um, I had to finish my rewatch of uh, True Detective Season 1 mm-hmm. with Michelle Monahan tonight. And then I think... And Michelle
1: Monahan in it as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. She's Double watching the herself. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll really at the last two left. And uh, those two are pretty good, too.
1: Yeah, no, I think the show really gets cooking for me once uh, they stop the flashbacks.
0: Oh really? Yeah. I, li- I like all the, the past stuff.
1: I Many past stuff is good. Yeah. But for me, like, it, I guess it is the payoff that you see, like, Fat, uh Fat Heart and Grody Cole. Yeah. reteaming. And I'm like, oh, they're back yeah. together. They're back together. Fine. They're doing they it. So much time
0: apart. Mhm. And uh, I think I'm gonna start Glow. I heard that's really good.
1: Um, I watched the first five minutes. Mm-hmm. Great opening. Yeah. Yeah. It Former, opens. The uh, no opening credits is um is uh I am the warrior.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. Former guest uh, Ryan Hill says that it's pretty good.
1: Okay, I trust Ryan Hill's opinion. Yeah,
0: me too. So I, I watched like the the trailer for it the other day, and I was like,
1: "All right, I'll yeah, watch this. Yeah, Alison Brie. Apparently, you yeah. see your boobs in it. Really?
0: And Mark I love Alison Brie too. Who? Mark Barron's in That's it. That's true. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Almost that would have got me to like check it like out a trailer earlier. Yeah. Don't bury the Marin. <laughs> or something. the lead. Yeah. Um, as far as that, I mean, this is just kind of like a weird. Time in the summer for yeah like,
1: movies aren't really like coming out to, like Shane yeah. kind of things it's kind of it's a downtime yeah it, but we're, we're we're a little low energy today we're just yeah. like you know we just we're the, right, the music festival in uh, our town just ended so oh, it's yeah. just, like there's party no energy night in the air here at
0: uh, Sex and Violence Studios yes yeah, Gallant Radio East Topgallant Radio East
2: mm-hmm.
0: Sex and Violence Studios yes had a little bit of a party here last night a bunch of people here drinking burr. Mm-hmm. Watching fireworks in the alley like a bunch of grody teenagers. Yeah. It was pretty fun. Talking
1: about Mario Bargaciosa.
0: Yeah. thing was whole Everything was great. And then um, the fireworks were over. Everyone came upstairs, cleaned up. And then like four or five people left were continuing to drink. And, mm-hmm. then, and then it was 1230 and I was like, I have been...
1: Everyone go home.
0: I am so tired. <laughs> and everyone left and went to the bar down the street, I think. Oh. Yeah. Sorry
1: I missed
0: that, I guess. Yeah, Aaron went home and then the boys went to... Rippers, all rippers. Yeah, which I don't. I can't imagine how that was like last night of music fest. A, Probably a uh, fucking horror fucking show, fucking madhouse. Yeah. Mhm. Local dive bars. I like them when there's no one in them but me. Yeah,
1: that's the only time. That's why I like dive bars. Yeah. Fucking, I hate going to clubs.
0: Smoky, neon beer lights there.
1: Mhm. Just twinkling. Yes.
0: Yes. So Yeah, I mean, it's we're in that time of summer where it's like. We're we're almost out of blockbuster season, but we're not quite into like award Oscar. season. Yeah, so it's weird. Like September is a weird time for movies.
1: No, like like anything good coming out next month?
0: Next month for September? Yeah. It. There's it. Um, I don't think there's really anything else that's awesome coming out. I'll, I'll check out my little list here. But like October is really when everything starts popping. Mhm. Let's see.
1: Oh man, in my mind, mm. I just wrote. I wrote like my fake byline. If it is a bomb, it would be like. It more like shit. Danny said that. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, he's like, damn it. Yeah,
0: hey, he said it when you were sitting next to him.
1: I totally totally uh, missed
0: that. Uh, Logan Lucky comes out soon. Oh yeah. The Hitman's Bodyguard is out soon. Um, September. Apparently, there's a sequel to Goon. Oh. Um, okay. It. Uh, three guys run train on Reese Witherspoon. Sure. Which. I don't think I mentioned on air, but I am going to have to go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Kingsman, the Golden Circle.
1: Oh, great. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah.
0: Um, so the the deal I made was I will go see Three Guys Run Trainer, Reese Witherspoon if...
1: Never if remember the title of that movie.
0: Michelle Monaghan watches the original Blade Runner mm-hmm. and then comes to the theater to see Blade Runner 2049.
1: Yeah. And I realized it was
0: an easy sell. Why? She loves the gauze. The
1: gauze is great. I was like, god damn it. Gauze is a great. a push for
0: something else.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she's going to like Blade Runner 1.
0: Uh, me neither. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'm gonna like three guys run train on Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, so. I'm sure
1: it's gonna be like cookie cutter dumb shit. Yeah,
0: but I think we'll both like Blade Runner twenty forty
1: nine. Yeah, let's hope so. So I can't I another heartbreak.
0: Yeah, no, not this year. Like, no,
1: no can't do it. God damn baby, baby Driver. Baby driver. <laughs> yeah, I don't really see anything much this week either. Um, I, did I mention on air that I saw Dunkirk finally?
0: Uh, I don't think you mentioned that. But no. you. Didn't like it as much, right?
1: No, I think it's an exceptionally well-made movie. There's no debating that. I didn't care for it. I don't like war movies. It's not even remotely going to be in my top ten. Yeah. Like, if, like, I had to make an objective best of the year, I'd probably would be on there. But I just, don't, I, I just don't fucking care. I yeah. don't like war stories. I think they're dumb. and then they're boring.
0: I was surprised they put it, actually, in the the date they did. Mm-hmm. I figured it would go, like, maybe as, like, a November...
1: I, guess, I mean, Nolan is a big enough draw. I mean, it made Buko Dolores. Oh, yeah. It made big I money. Just,
0: I mean, like, staying in people's minds for, like, award season.
1: Yeah. I don't know. That, that's, that's probably going to be, like, a Best Picture contender. You think? I think so.
0: Pulling all the way back from July?
1: I think so. I think if it's going to get nominated. Okay. If not, I'll eat my words.
0: All right. I'll make um, you eat yeah. them on air.
1: Yeah, fine. I'll gladly. I'll do it. I said in Slow Readers, I'd shove Gone Girl up my ass.
0: Oh, that's right. That is in the ad. Yep. Uh, I remember hearing that. Mm-hmm. Then just Wondering what the fuck is wrong with yes. you two. we oh, We'll
1: have to record an ad before we leave today.
0: Ah, uh, yes. We'll do
1: um, it. Yeah, what else did I fucking see? Um, I saw Dark Tower, but we're going to get into that in slow readers. Very briefly, for you sex and violence listeners who don't listen to my other podcast, how dare you. Um, It's a good movie. It's actually a pretty decent one. Unless you remember it's the Dark Tower. Mm. If you care at all about the books. If you've even read the books, it's fucking sacrilege. Okay. It's insulting. I mean, it's not like offensive like like ghost in the shell was to me um idris Elba's is great McConaughey's great a couple pretty good shots but it's a it's a full-on fucking hack job you can you can watch like if there's ever a series you shouldn't make into a tight 100 minute blockbuster it's, it's the dark, dark tower, tower. You get The wrong property. i've
0: heard you go off on it quite yeah. a bit i'm excited to hear you and danny go off oh on yeah it. did you see
1: it yeah, I saw it with him. Oh, you
0: saw it with him? Okay. Yeah,
1: Danny is a Danny is a Dark Tower like maniac, and I I'm just a fan. I'm like okay. a mere fan, but man, yeah, he he's he's gonna he's gonna go off.
0: I can't wait to listen to that.
1: Yeah, no, it was it was fine, um, boring, fine.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, moments. See, like there are some fish out of water moments in that that are actually genuinely really funny. There's some really good moments in this thing. It's just like. Oh, Why would you talking. do this? No. Yeah. no. This this should have been a if anything, they should have over they should've awkwardly overstuffed it. It should've been like a ungainly two and a half hour R rated gory crazy epic, not a hundred minute blockbuster. I see. It's weird.
0: It's fucking weird, Ryan. You're not making me want to go see
1: it. No. I'm um, see. you know, it's you, you haven't read the books much yet. Have you finished Gunslinger? Yeah. Um uh, it's, it's 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 there are worse ways to spend your time. <sighs>
0: I'd yes, rather really home and watch Glow.
1: Yeah, there's much better use yeah. for your time. Better use. I don't think I saw anything else. Uh.
0: Yeah, it's been kind of a, a weird week, like we said.
1: Yeah, it's Oops. um, it's it, it's it's been a draining time. Yeah. Hmm. Oh well.
0: Oh well. How about wraps it up? I think. Yeah, it's anything short else? show episode yeah, this week. Yeah, short, short show this yeah, week. Yeah,
1: you know, it, it can be short and sweet. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, we're not slow
0: readers. No, we we're... keep it tight. Yep. I run a tight ship here. We don't
1: record for two hours and have to cut out an hour's worth.
0: Yeah. I'm doing this for you. Thanks, man. Yeah, I know. I know your time is precious. Yes. So all right. For That's about it. next week, you are up.
1: I'm picking a sex movie. You are? Oh, actually hold on a minute. Uh maybe we'll get a guest. Okay. Maybe it'll be time to do some uh, multiple maniacs. Okay. With uh, Adriana Gober. Try and get know. a hold of her. Yeah. And then uh then it'll be the sex pick. Okay. We'll figure it out.
0: Alright.
1: Yeah. Something really porny.
0: That's fine with me. Sounds good. You know, uh, like porn. Mm-hmm as we discussed. I talk
1: about porn entirely too much on both these shows.
0: Yeah. We only
1: really did porn talk for
0: Monster. We didn't really talk about porn ever huh. before. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah.
1: Maybe because it was. You like... guys
0: talk about porn too much on the other show.
1: Oh, all the time.
0: Yeah. Oh, well.
1: Oh, well. Well, that's that, everyone. That's that. I've been Gabriel Mara.
0: I'm always Ryan Snyder. You'll
1: always be Ryan Snyder.
0: Alright, guys. See you next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs>